Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, everyone. It is so great, as always, to talk to you today. And I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you amazing listeners out there. It is now five weeks that the show It's All About the Questions has been trending on new and noteworthy on iTunes. And it's all because of you, Um Anybody that has not yet rated or reviewed the show or subscribed on iTunes, I would love it and be so grateful and appreciated if you're loving the show, um, if you could go do that because it helps us be noticed by more people. And also don't forget to um, reach out to me on Twitter at at the Laura Stewart and let me know what you're loving about the show, any questions you're now asking yourself, or if you have uh, something that you're stuck and you're not sure the question to ask, tweet out to me. And let's see if we can help you. So today's show is kind of interesting to me because, as you know, I've been dealing for the last five weeks with having had rotator cuff surgery. And I've been going to physical therapy. And at PT, they move your arm around in very agonizingly painful ways. And they have you do all sorts of crazy things. And it's all about touch. It's about touch and training your muscles to go back to how they needed to be or even better. And today was my last day of physical therapy. So I want to give a shout out to the folks at Longevity Rehab and Sebastian, Sharon and Christy and Terry and Lori for all of their amazing, amazing help. And I see Dr. Who saw me on Friday to see what is next. And, you know, talking about touch, my guest today is... Um, a longtime friend and fellow geek who has coined a phrase that I really love, and he's doing some really different things. And today we're going to be talking about touching people in appropriate ways. No, this is not a sexual thing or anything. This is about touching people, your clients and other people you encounter in appropriate ways to make a difference and an impact in their lives and their businesses. And it's a special day for my guest, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. But for over 28 years, Peter Verleza has been the architect of technology solutions that make sense for medical practices, businesses, and nonprofits. His unique way of approaching challenges comes from a belief that it all starts with people. In the early years, Peter worked at his family's deli and catering businesses, where the foundation of exemplary customer service was instilled by his family. The value of serving has extended to his professional relationships with clients as well. And one of the things I love about Peter is he asks himself a lot, and I mean a lot of questions. And one of the questions he asks himself is, is this in the best interest of the client? You know, you can't change what you've been handed, only how you deal with it. And that's a philosophy that he really lives with. He approaches his business and his life with a sense of humor charisma, and genuine caring for others. He is the author of three books, Hassle-Free ITMD, and two Amazon best-selling books, The Tech Multiplier and The Business Owner's Essential Guide to IT and All Things Digital. He has also started a podcast called Touching People in Appropriate Ways. And today, I am so excited to welcome Peter Verleza to the show on his birthday. So join me all in welcoming Peter Verleza to the show on his birthday. Happy birthday, Peter! Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Boy, that that Peter Verleza character sounds pretty cool. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it, he's he's actually a pretty awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got to get to meet him sometime. His wife's not Thank too you. bad either. I love her too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was that was fantastic. I appreciate it. And thank you for the birthday wishes. Oh, you're welcome. There's nothing better than birthdays, and I want to thank you for doing the show on your birthday. That's um, that's just a very special gift for me to be able to have you on. Good. So what are you doing for the rest of your birthday? What am I doing? Um, trying to wrap some things up here at the office before a birthday dinner and then a couple of trips coming up Nashville and Florida next week South Florida and uh that's you know that's about it it's another day but it <laughs> happens to be 728 which is my day and my number Well there you go So yeah so I'm going to go with it My mother will tell you and and my my listeners will tell you that uh, I celebrate my birthday big time it's not just a birthday it's a birth week and a birth month <laughs> That's funny. I I grew up where my parents made a fuss over us on our birthdays, and I still believe in it. You know, it's your day, and just enjoy it. Do something all about you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, now, we first met because we lived in the same condo development and everything, but we we bonded because we were geeks, and we loved talking tech and, and all of that, but... You know, how did your journey in the tech business really start? Because people that are into people are not normally known for being geeks. Yeah, uh, that's a good question because it kind of, you know, it started in one place and went down a completely different road. So I had bunch of years ago, um, 2002, 2003 time frame, I, I was a partner in a business who, um, in a business that was unrelated to the tech business. However, the products and services that we were selling touched the tech side of a company. So I created an intra-company with my partner's blessing that was a tech or data business. I wanted to know what the products and services that we were selling, what they were connecting to, what they were touching, and see if we could start getting into the data business. So that partner and I split company uh, back in 2006 amicably, and I took this little data business that I had, and I named it SMB Networks, and I decided I wanted to get into the break-fix computer business. I wanted to fix stuff that was broken. My um, love for that business lasted about three days. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Having been in that business myself, I totally get it. <laughs> and it might have been less, but I'm not sure. Basically, I'm sitting at the phone waiting for people to call, screaming, yelling, and crying, and them expecting me to jump and go and fix their stuff that was broken. I and, didn't and like bla- it. And blaming you for the fact that it broke, even if Cur- it had nothing to do with you. Correct. I don't even know who they are, and they're yelling at me. Right. So I said, this just doesn't fit. I don't like this. So at that point, I got into what is now affectionately referred to as the managed service business, proactively monitoring, maintaining, and managing uh, computer systems and networks and backups and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool because it had some semblance of organization, and um, you could you could – 
bank on how you're going to grow your business and bringing new clients in. And it just said it was organized. But at some point in there, I decided I didn't just want to be one of the pack. I wanted to become an expert at something. So I looked at my existing customer base at that point to find out if I could find any commonalities between them or pick a specific vertical market. Now, by the way, this is like seven businesses is all I was doing business with at that point. We're not talking about hundreds of computers. Right. So I saw that in the medical space, I had three clients, oral surgeon, OBGYN practice, and a pediatrician. And I thought, all right, well, that represents the majority in any one particular vertical market. Absolutely. So let me look at them. So I look at these three clients to see if there's any similarities. And as it turns out, the only thing that was uh, similar, uh, uh, check that, the, the thing that made them similar was the people that we dealt with. It didn't have anything to do with the technology. I mean, every law firm, CPA, and any business, pick a business, has an Internet connection and a computer and some kind of software that they use, be it Office or QuickBooks. It's the people that made what we were doing um, unique and special. Right. So, or there could be an industry-specific piece of software, but... You're right. That, Everything is essentially boils correct. down to the same kind of stuff, maybe a little more of it, maybe a little less of it, maybe some more expensive stuff, but essentially the same things. Exactly. So, so here now I identified um, a market. This is me becoming the expert. I started to look more deeply into it, and it it dawned on me that the relationships that we had with these people is what made us a little bit different. So, so that's kind of how we got to the, or that's the journey in the tech business. I'm still in the tech business. We still do business with medical practices. We've, we do a bunch of other different things with a lot of other different companies using the same mentality and mindset that, uh, that we started I, with in the tech business. I think you're a little less in the tech business and a little more in the relationship business, and you happen to use technology to help your customers. Well, it's interesting you say that because when anybody asks what we do, I answer, we build long-term committed relationships with raving fans, and it just so happens it's technology that we do it with. Yeah. If I owned a hot dog stand... I would want long-term, committed relationships (laughs) with people that love me. You know, ambivalence doesn't really get you anywhere. Love me or hate me, but don't be in the middle. So you are absolutely correct. That's exactly what we do, and that's our business. Yeah, I I was very similar, as you know, when I had my tech company. It was less about the technology. Somebody would call us up and say, you know, I need a computer, and I'd go in and sit down and talk with them and – We'd end up sometimes not getting them that computer, getting them something completely different because we'd look at the relationship where they wanted to go with their business and help them figure out the strategy that the technology would assist them in versus the technology being their business. The technology was a support tool. And and you do the same things, and but you tend to do it with the medical profession 
which has so much legislative stuff going on around it. So kudos to you for recognizing your vertical market. Um, And for those of you who aren't familiar, vertical markets are, if you look at your clients, figure out what industry they're in. You may find that you have a percentage of your clients who are, say, in medical or in insurance or their small business or their retail. And look at that and look at all the things that they are doing and their needs, and you might have your own vertical, which will enable you to become more of an expert in it. So we're going to be back with Peter Verleza um, after this commercial break, and we're going to be talking about what it means to touch somebody appropriately in their business. I can't wait to hear what Peter has to tell us. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Peter Verleza from SMB Networks. Here with the birthday boy, Peter Verleza. <laughs> See, even though you don't make a big deal about your birthdays, you're on my show for your birthday. Therefore, it's happy birthday, Peter. (laughs) All right. So, Peter, before the break, we were talking about the difference between running your business for what you sell, technology, versus having a business that's about relationships. And, oh, by the way, technology is the vehicle by which you help your clients you've built a relationship with grow their businesses. Um, I the, the title of this particular show is Touching People in Appropriate Ways. And the first time I ever heard you say that, I was like, oh, my God, that is so brilliant. <laughs> Tell us what that means. Okay, so... So my business is the technology business. I mentioned earlier that I wanted to become an expert at something. I wanted to uh, stand out from the pack, and, and I wanted to differentiate myself. So the very first thing that we did was identified this group of people that we were doing business with, uh, the majority of the group of people, in this case medical, and figure out get all the details that we needed to determine why they were attracted to us and why we were attracted to them. Once we did that, once I identified the market, now the question is, how do I become an expert in their eyes? How do I get them to want to come to me and want to do business with me so that I'm not a commodity? So we we figured out who they were, first of all, who the people were or the avatar. And in the medical business, it's a woman between the ages of 45 and 70 who is overworked, who is in the position that she's in because she is best suited. She is most trusted by the doctors, the providers. Um, She's probably been with them longest. So we know who this person is. She wants to be listened to. She doesn't want to be talked at. They don't want to be marketed to. They don't want to be sold. They want to feel comfortable. So how do we get into that space? Well, in our case, using our business as an example, I got involved in their organizations. I became a a member of, it's called the Connecticut Medical Group Managers Association. It's a nationwide organization. I became a member of that group. And I became a member of the group to go where they go, to hear what they hear, not to sell anything to them. These are people that want to be educated. So we do seminars. They're educational seminars. But here's the key. So first, we identified our market. Second, we determined how to become an expert in that market. And this really pertains to 
anyone in business. The third thing that we did is figured out how to communicate to our market. So here's the first part of an appropriate touch. Okay. I know who my avatar is. I know who this person is that I want to do business with. Okay, let's step, back. Let's step back one second. So for the ahead. listeners out there, avatar is basically who is your perfect client? What do they look like? Where do they hang out? Um, what kind of stuff do they do? Where do they learn? What are, what are their biggest pain points? Everything about your perfect client is your avatar, okay? Just want to take the little yeah. geek out of it. Thank you. And that's what the <laughs> avatar is. Thank you. <laughs> so, so now it's like, what's an appropriate touch for these people? Well, I know that these people like to be educated. They like to hang out with their peers, um, and they seldom, when in the office, have any time to themselves. So I want to communicate to them with educational material, I'm not going to do a webinar because they will be interrupted. They want to be with their peers. They want to feel safe. So we started doing seminars, in-person seminars, in-person educational seminars, not thinly veiled sales pitches. These are people who, for the most part, don't like email, don't want to communicate with email. Now, we send out almost 600 newsletters a month. They're hard copy, four-color, snail-mailed. Okay, that, let's... Let's stop there one second. I love yeah. that. That is brilliant. You asked yourself a series of questions that got to how do I best communicate with my avatar slash client? You know they don't Correct. live in email, so if you keep sending them email, what's the point? You're not going to get through. If you keep trying to call them by phone, it's not going to work. Yeah. Webinar is not going to work. So you figured out that if you sent them a physical piece of mail newsletter that you could capture that's brilliant you took the time to figure it out so the listeners out there keep in mind what you just heard it doesn't matter what you think it is you need to understand what theirs is right peter that's the question okay you know if you ask someone will probably tell you um and if you listen you'll hear what it is that you need to do um and that's an appropriate touch that is exactly right. Now, they want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Now, in my case, I can't force you to know, like, and trust me. I need to get into your community. I need to prove that I am likable, trustworthy, and have you get to know me. I put a monthly, uh, I call it the SMB scoop, I put an article in my newsletter each month it kind of gives people a flavor as to who I am so that they can begin to get that no going. Um, they like you because you listen to them and you communicate with them in a manner, form, and fashion that's appropriate to them. So it's and, not about you. It's about them. Correct. But fitting in what you want for your business as well. Because I'm thinking, Peter, that you didn't go into it saying, I'm only going to do what they want. It has to fit with what makes you want to get up in the morning as well. That's correct. Okay. That is correct. That is hitting the nail right on the head. I mean, this is win-win, and this is, this is everyone sitting on the same side of the picnic table, and there's plenty of room at it. Um, there doesn't have to be a winner. There doesn't have to be a loser. We're all in this to come out with something positive, something above the line, not below it. 
I love that. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm sitting here going, gosh, I, I wish more businesses would do what you just talked about in the last 10 minutes. Well, I wish more people would, because that takes me to a whole other place with my touching people in appropriate ways. <laughs> and when we come back after the news break in a few minutes, um, I, I, we're going to go into that. But a last thought before we go into commercial, um, what's the one question that you ask yourself every day or at least once a week or something that helps you stay focused and clear about how you're touching your existing clients? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. I'm going to I have a daily charge to myself to touch someone, and a touch for me means a specific thing, except I never know when I'm going to hit it. Um, so I, on a daily basis, am looking for an individual, and it's not only my clients. Um, it is anyone whose paths cross with mine. Okay, so you have something that you do every day, that you focus on. I, that's a, a perfect way to go into the commercial break. I'd like everybody who's listening right now to stop and think, what is one thing you can do today to touch somebody, one of your clients or somebody else, in an appropriate way to help them move forward and you move forward at the same time? We'll be back after the commercial break with more from Peter Berleza talking about touching people in appropriate ways. Remember, the right questions can change your life. So think about one during the commercial break and tweet at the Laura Steward. Before the break, we were talking about how in business you've learned to touch people in the way that they need to be touched, basically in an appropriate way. This didn't just come overnight, and you mentioned that, you know, it applies to business and beyond, and, and I love the whole concept, and there's so many ways to touch people inappropriately, <laughs> and we can go down some really crazy paths with that, but we're not going to do that because we're on broadcast radio, <laughs> and we're not one of the, I'm not one of those shows, so um, this is not late night radio, folks, and, unless you happen to be listening to the podcast on iTunes, and then it could be whatever time you want. So tell me about how people can be touched in both appropriate and inappropriate ways. Okay. I, I, I am a communicator. I like to communicate. I, I appreciate when people listen. I appreciate appropriateness. And I also know inappropriateness. So some examples and things that just make me crazy. I walk into a coffee shop. I ask for a coffee. Real simple. Black with a sweet and low. Person hands me the coffee. I say thank you. They say yep. <laughs> okay, now, we've all been there. Sometimes that, you don't even get the yup. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather them tell me to go kill myself or don't talk to me, than to completely disregard me and not be paying attention to this conversation. To me, an inappropriate touch. I hold the door open for someone. Acknowledge that I'm standing there. Again, you don't even have to say thank you, but reply in kind to the situation that we're in. 
those, you know, simple, this really isn't about touching people physically. This is about connecting with someone, connecting with an audience and getting where they are. Now, one of the things that I do want to say, and I'll go to the other question uh, or the other side of this, what's appropriate. One of the things that I do want to say is if people, no one has to change who they are, what they do, or how they do it. They just have to know that if they don't get on the same level with the person or people with whom they are trying to connect, they won't connect with them. I have a couple of examples that I use. We're in the medical space. We, um, we have a strict rule here that any smokers in our office can't smoke on the way to a medical practices office, and on and on. We just want to make sure that we are appropriate to the environment that we're going to. So I say if a pediatrician walked into a room and I had my child there for an examination and they smelled like smoke or had a foul mouth or an off-color you know, off color language, not appropriate for the situation. I'm not a prude, but for the situation that we're in, for that circumstance, it's not appropriate. So it's simple things like that. And I go back to saying uh, early on, after I did the whole touching people in appropriate ways, my three-part audio series, it dawned on me that this applies to everyone all the time, everywhere, in every walk of life, or should. Um, it is being present, appropriate touches. Be present. Uh, we're sitting, I'm asking you a question, you are replying to me, and I am texting while you're replying to me. I may be paying attention, but I'm not present, or at least I'm not communicating to you that I am. Be authentic, say what you mean, mean what you say, connect with me. Tell me not what I want to hear. Tell me what you need to tell me, but tell me the way that I'm going to accept it, that I'm going to take it. If, I'm using, you know, if I have a foul mouth, you don't necessarily have to have one, but we're not going to connect up. It's, going to be, it's just not going to feel comfortable. It is not appropriate. So earlier I mentioned something about a daily mission that I am on and that is to touch someone. You know, I, I've got some wacky sayings. Um, I will take credit for half of them. I'm not sure which half, but I will take credit for some. Um, one of my wacky sayings is, God made closets to hide things in. And when your closet gets too filled, you move. Everybody has something. Well, considering how many times you've moved, um, I'd say <laughs> that, that's kind <laughs> I of have fascinating. One big mama closet. <laughs> Every, you know, we're all human beings. There's a common thread that goes through all of us, and that's humanity. When I, when I come across the person in the coffee shop, the bagel shop, the drive-through the dry cleaner, I, am, I attempt to be mindful of where they are. I want to touch someone every day and affect a change in them because it makes me feel good too and it affects a change in me. And it's, it's seldom anything big. It's often a kind word or a thank you or some response in kind that a person isn't 
looking for or they're not so uh, used to having. So a touch could be you just smile at somebody when you're walking down the street or, and it, you know, exactly. even in New York City, you know, you got to be a little well. careful about that sometimes. But um, <laughs> the I, I know sometimes I'll just see somebody that they're wearing something that just really looks beautiful on them or mm-hmm. looks great. And I'll just say, that is an amazing shirt for you or color or something like that. And the smile, the way they light up exactly. and they start carrying themselves differently. You've made a difference for that person. I opened a door for an older woman. I was already out the door and then I realized she was getting close and I stepped, I went back and I held the door open for her. And she just looked at me and almost tears in her eyes. She said, thank you. You really made my day. And I responded, my pleasure. And she's like, your mom brought you up, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, my parents did. They they taught me to be courteous and, and pay attention to other people. Uh, Bob Berg, who I, I know you know Bob as well on a radio show, he talked about the if somebody says to you, thank you, your best response is my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Not just you're welcome, right. but my pleasure. And it's amazing the shifts that happen for people when you say you're welcome or you say my pleasure. Well, and that's an interesting point because an appropriate touch for me, again, I, I listen and I, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Uh, <laughs> if, if I say thank you to someone, I don't expect, I don't like, or I should say I prefer certain answers. I don't expect no problem. I don't expect, um, you know, there's just certain phrases that you don't expect. Thank you gets a you're welcome. Thank you gets a my pleasure. Reply in kind. Appropriately touch me because I have just given you what you need to connect with me. So you're acknowledging. Correct. The person. You're there. Okay. We're communicating, if only for 20 seconds. Or less. We're communicating, or less, from the, you know, at the drive-thru or the bagel shop. And, and it's, it's important. I, I really think it's important for us to... Um, be aware and mindful of the people that cross our paths each day. And some of those people may be people you don't normally see because they work in the background. Correct. I love acknowledging the people that clean the bathrooms and public facilities. That's, they, they have, they have that same common thread, oddly enough. (laughs) Right? Yeah. They are one of this race that we call human and it's, again, we go back to the closets. I don't know what happens in your house. You don't know what happens in mine. I don't know where you've been or what you've been through. I only know that in this moment in time, that 10, 20, 60 seconds, I can appropriately touch you or inappropriately touch you, and I can affect you in a positive way if I am present, if I make the conscious decision to do that. It takes very little, and it makes you feel good, too. So an inappropriate touch is the yup when somebody says thank you. It's mm-hmm. um, texting or doing something else while somebody's talking to you as if you're not paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. 
It's um, not meaning what you say. It's not listening. It's not listening. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. It's it, We could go back to grade school, and it's everything that we learned then. Hopefully. It's, hopefully. It's manners. It's respect. Giving, not making someone earn it. So it's, it's a little bit like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Exactly right. It's the golden rule. That's, that's exactly right. Now, here's the difference. And I guess this is the daily touch thing, and this is how you can begin to affect a change. The difference is um, you should give without um, you should give without remembering and get without forgetting. Okay, say and that again. If you give without Remembering. Give without remembering and get without forgetting. All right. Uh, I am giving you what I'm giving you because I'm pushing it out to you. I'm not expecting anything in return. And we're done. This is not a balance sheet. With that said, when you give to me, I'm not going to forget it. It's important. That has value. Oh, that is such a tweetable line. So give without remembering and get without forgetting. I love mm-hmm. that. When we come back from the commercial break, we'll be talking more with the birthday boy, Peter Verleza. <laughs> we'll be right back after the commercial break. So, Peter, I I loved that last um, line that I'm so going to tweet out when the show's over because I'm <laughs> having a little trouble doing that today. I think it's because my arm's still not 100%. But Give without remembering and get without forgetting. It's such a tweetable comment. Anybody who's listening out there, please feel free to tweet that out. Tag me at the Laura Stewart, and let's get a conversation going about touching people in appropriate ways with Peter Verleza. And Peter, why don't you share your contact information with everybody so that they can okay. reach out to you? Cool. Um, so. As you know, and I think you mentioned early on that I do have a podcast, the best thing to do is to uh, go to tpiaw.com. That's the first letter of each of the words, touching people in appropriate ways. Um, That is, we interview movers and shakers about uh, this topic and what it looks and means to them to appropriately touch their audience. Uh, anybody that wants to reach out to me could can do so at Peter V at smbnetworksllc.com. That's my company. And if I can help in any way, I'd be happy to. I mean, I, I, this is a way of life for me. It's something that I love to do. And if we all touch someone each day, we can make a difference, and it and it feels good. That's perfect. And if you do listen to Peter's podcast, you'll see me on there. Peter interviewed me last year for right. his podcast when I first started out. So it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> me too. Me too. This is this has been fantastic, and I'm so honored that you had me on for my birthday. Uh, this is uh, this is a special part of my day. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So, Peter, when you were talking about 
you know, the things that you need to do to touch people in an appropriate way. Um, you talked about being authentic. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Sometimes for people that's not that easy a thing to do because they're they're looking at, um, you know, especially in, in business and, and in personal life too. Mm-hmm. They're like, I need to meet the person where they are. I know what they need. I know how they want me to be. So what would be your advice to somebody for how to find their authentic self and still get the right people around them that they, they need so that they can touch them appropriately? Well, that's, that's an excellent question, and it is a balancing act. Uh, you, you need to be in touch with who you are first. Um, to be in touch with who you are is it, that's the most important piece. If you can recognize who you are and where you're at, then when you come across someone else, you can um, you can and will be able to connect with them if you are if you are listening and are present but you're doing it in your way. So I used an example earlier, and this is something, I mean, I, again, I'm not approved, but I don't particularly, I, I don't cuss. If, if I'm with someone um, who does have a foul mouth, I am not going to cuss because that's not authentic for me. Uh, I know who I am. Now, maybe I'll turn up the volume of our conversation or I will uh, communicate in a manner, form, and fashion that's closer to where they are, but I'm not going to cross the line of who I am. And, and I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense in my head, but unfortunately I'm not a professional in these areas, so <laughs> sometimes it's difficult to communicate. But I know where that authentic line is. I know who I am. I know how I want to communicate. And I also know how I don't want to communicate with someone and where I don't want to go. So... You have to know who you are. You have to spend time on what you want to do and how you want to do it. And uh, I hope that answers the question. I'm not, not 100% sure it did. <laughs> Actually, it, it did. It, it's really what you're saying is it's about recognizing how you choose to live your life and saying, I can be me even if that other person is exhibiting behaviors that I'm not comfortable doing myself. But then I I think you also have to look at, you know, if that person is always doing things that do not align with you and you're uncomfortable around them, maybe that's not the right person to be around all the time. And you know what I say to that? What? What she said. Yep. Sometimes you but have Laura to let said, people go. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, speaking to the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce last week. They have a wonderful group of uh, every uh, once a month on Wednesdays called the Women on Wednesdays, and I was doing their, their lunch keynote, and I was talking about goal setting and things like that. And what was really fascinating to me was people afterwards were like, gosh, you share such personal things about your life and what you're going through. Um why do you do that? And I realized it was because, you know, it's going on in my life. If it's going on in my life and I can share stories that tie my, what I'm speaking about and make it relatable, 
then it's mm-hmm. it's important. And afterwards, I had somebody else come up to me because I was talking about my shoulder. And they're like, we've been putting off having our shoulder checked until you started talking about it. And and now we know we need to go do this. And right. I was like, okay, if I hadn't shared that and shown them the difference it could make and talked about it beforehand and, and we, you know, I have conversations with people before I get on stage, it would have been a completely different experience for people in the room. That's exactly right. So you have to be confident. Yeah, it's connecting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it sounds like, Peter, touching people in appropriate ways is all about connecting. It's it's three things, as I like to say. It's knowing, connecting, and communicating. Knowing, connecting, and communicating. Yes. So it's everybody, those. if you are not doing those three things, how can you go about doing them? Or if you're surrounded by people that there's no way you can connect with them because they are so alien to you, mm-hmm. um, you may want to be looking in a different group. And the interesting part of that statement you just made is that you have the power and control. You can decide whether or not you want to. Like I said earlier, not everyone will want to connect and communicate with everyone that they come in contact with. Uh, you don't have to. Right. You can decide. That's such a perfect way to end the show. You are in control. You make the choices. You don't have to be controlled by somebody else and what you think they need. I used to, every year, fire at least one client who was Mm -hmm. just not in alignment with our values. I don't know if you do that as well, Peter. Sure do. It's so freeing. (laughs) Yes, it is. And you know it. You know when it needs to happen, and you know why. The phone rings and everybody cringes. Yeah. And you typically know about it way, way, way in advance of when that moment is you finally decide to do it. So we just need to pay more attention to that inner knowing. So, Peter, Mm -hmm. thank you for being here on your birthday. I wish you a happy, (laughs) happy, happy birthday. Um, Thank you so much. It's been great having you here. And everyone, um, you can catch the replay on iTunes on It's All About the Questions. Subscribe at itsallaboutthequestions.com. And remember, if you're not asking the right questions and you need some help, I'm available for one-to-one or workshops. You can reach out to me at at the Laura Steward. And thank you for listening. And remember, the right questions can change your life. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect all right, with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.